Welcome to the dark forest. Jackie and her pals will never bore us. Shameless confessions about our obsession will make us laugh and smile. So let's explore the dark forest and dark out for a while. Oh, and welcome to the Dork Forest. I'm Jackie Cation. I am your host of the Dork Forest. You probably know the websites, JackieCation.com, DorkForest.com, TheDorkForest.com. We're all over iTunes and whoever has downloaded it and repurposed it for whatever your needs. That's right. So feel free to review the show on iTunes. Uh, feel free to email me, Jackie at JackieCation.com, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns. Anyway, uh, let's do the credits. Mike Rickbert composed and sang that song you just heard. He sang it with his wife, Sarah. He'll sing again his words to the Mexican hat dance at the end of the program. Patrick Brady is going to fix this audio, and Vilmos does my website. Okay, there are many ways to support the show. Let's talk about them. The easiest way is just to tell other people about the show and follow me on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat, at Jackie Cation, and tell people uh, word of mouth, word of mouth. Another way to support the show financially, doesn't cost you anything, is the Amazon banner. On JackieCation.com, there's an Amazon banner under support the show. And on dorkforest.com, there's just an Amazon link that takes you to Amazon. And both take you to Amazon. You order like normal, and the show gets a little bit of a kickback. doesn't cost you extra. It's just a way, if you order from Amazon, to help the show. More direct way of helping the show, you can uh, give money to the show via PayPal. There's a PayPal button under the support the show page on jackiecation.com, and there's a PayPal button on dorkforest.com. You can donate directly. If you want to give monthly, I haven't made that easy. I don't have a monthly setup. Uh, I know that it's easy. Uh, I just don't have any time to do it. So you have to remember every month that you like the show and then give me money. So uh, I'll use it wisely on audio cables and chocolate, whatever. Uh, another way to support the show, if you don't like PayPal, is people have been Venmoing me money. I'll take it. That seems lovely. Jackie at JackieCation.com. It's just under Jackie Cation. So whatever. If you have listened to all 600 and whatever episodes of the Dork Forest and would like more Dork Forest, there are premium episodes, probably a dozen of them. And they are, in the last couple of years, if I do a live episode, it usually costs me some money. So I have been putting them up on Bandcamp and they cost money. They cost two bucks a pop. But if you go to the dorkforest.bandcamp.com, you can see those different shows. They're usually live episodes around the world. And there is also a four four stories on a on a sort of a handmade storytelling album that I made over there too and those are just a buck each. So if you want to go to Bandcamp, you can do that as well. You can order merch on jackiecation.com. There are shirts and CDs and a DVD of my stand up. There's the stand up CDs Circus People. It's never going to be bread. This will make an excellent horcrux and my brand new album, I am not the hero of this story. And they're all available as CDs on JackieCation.com. They're all available digitally on Amazon and iTunes. And you can just listen to them on Pandora and Spotify and whatever. So, but if you like hard copies, let me know if you want them signed or not. Um, there's also a DVD of the Horcrux album, which is video. That's what a DVD is. And you can download that at ComedyFilmNerds.com if you just like a download. Okay, there are shirts. There's my stand-up shirt, Spooky Reading Girl. There's also two Dork Forest t-shirts. There's the Ranger of the Dork Forest t-shirt, and there is a Dork Forest logo shirt. And all the shirts are made in the United States, union-made, 
so they run a little big because they're made by Americans. Other than that, my stand-up is available on the website, on JackieCation.com. You can watch my Conan sets. You can watch a bunch of different stand-up sets. You can, and then you can see what my schedule's like. Enough of this. Let's get into the show. It's a really good one. Hey, it's Jackie Cation. I'm in my living room with, we have known each other for a thousand generations and yet we never hang out because you live far away and so do I. Well, I think Uh, it's just too that we're both headliners and I find that, that. you know, when you get to both be headlining status, you never get to be. Right. You never get to, unless there's festivals. Right. That uh, that you get to do. Right. It's comedy camp and it's right. Or you hear, oh, we just had a woman last week. (laughs) Jackie Cation was here. We can't book you. Uh, Debbie Gutierrez might be my own age, which is why she knows that comment. Uh, because you know what? The kids don't hear that anymore. What? Uh, the, we had a woman last week. Really? Not because it's not happening, but what because they don't say it. Did they say, are you on YouTube? No. Because apparently I'm those sure they YouTubers. Say that too. Oh yeah, there's plenty of work Jackie, there. Jackie, I'm the oldest one. I'm the oldest one. The, you, you are not. You are no, not I the am. oldest one. I am going to Paula be. Paula Poundstone, um, uh, Elaine Boozler. Uh, uh, Kate Clinton is 69 years old. I'm 50. I'll be 57 in July. Congratulations. Yeah. I'm going to be, uh, 52. <gasps> no, so, you're not. Jackie. Sure I am. Oh sure my I am. Gosh. Emotionally very young. Oh my gosh. Jackie, I've um, known you longer than one of the kids. Well, uh, Debbie Gutierrez, uh, is on my program, The Dork Forest. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I get all excited. I forget. Okay. Do your like, intro. Do your intro. I'm oh, sorry. no, I'm just going to tell people that, uh, you should go see Debbie Gutierrez, who it's, uh, whenever anybody asked me, I was like, this is going to sound terrible, but it isn't. It's mommy comedy. It's Latino mommy comedy. And you're like, well, fuck you. And I'm like, no, it's funny. So, yeah. uh, just, you wanted to know what kind of comedy it was. You know how like people are like, right. what kind of comedy do you do? And I'm like, you actually, there's an answer to that. Yeah. But then they judge you because they think that that's all it is. Right. And that is not all it is. No, it's grown because up Because it turns quite out your bit. brain is attached uh, to your mouth. Right. And you can talk about anything. Right. Yeah. 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 And you know what, too, my act has grown up, and maybe we can get into that a little bit later, but my act grew up into leaving the kids basically behind and realizing they need to leave. <laughs> get out. Eventually they have to leave. And here I am, you know, buttering the wrong piece of bread and the right piece of bread was my husband all along. Ah. And I'm like, that's, that sounds sexy times. Right? Yeah. You want to butter that, 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 that male. Anyway, um, what is happening with me? Okay. So Debbie on the web, D-E-B-I, by the way. It's yes. Debbie Keep your Gutierrez. eye on the web. And uh, Debbie is spelled with an I, but Gutierrez is spelled like Gutierrez, yeah. right? It's just U-I. G-U-T. Wait. G-U-T? G-U-T. Why do I always put an I in it? Everybody does. Oh, that's because I'm, I'm I, like, did you just spell it how it's supposed, and I was like, and then I get I it think wrong. people spell it like they say it if they're saying it in English. Okay. So, so it's G-U-T. G-U-T-I-E-R-R-E-Z. Easy. Oh. Gutierrez. Gutierrez. Good. Um, hello. Hello. My Spanish is, uh, non-existent. Mine too. My white <laughs> husband has to tell me when my family's making fun of me. Oh, they're no. like, uh, they're talking about you. I thought gordita meant sexy. What does it mean? It kind of means you have the body of a meatball. Oh, you know what? Uh, my grandmother used to call me, uh, patatis, which what is, is uh, either Turkish or Armenian for potato. So people are, uh, people are flattering is what we're telling you about is our family members are super flattering. 
Uh, anyway, it's Debbie on the web, D E B I on the web, uh, on Twitter and Facebook and all the things. Yeah. So, and you are headlining in September at MGM in Vegas. MGM so, Grand in Las Vegas. That's exciting. And you have a book. Uh, this isn't going to come out till next month. So, uh, it'll probably be back in stock. It's called Satan Square. Say it. I want it to be called Satan Square. Oh. <laughs> I was like, that's the greatest name no, ever. No, and you were no, like, no. Satan Square. I was like, I thought you were Catholic. No, anyway. So say it in a square. That's what it's called. Say it. Yeah. (laughs) And we were asked to leave our church, so I don't think I'm anything anymore. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What happened? They wanted us to sign a. um, Your church wanted you to sign something. Sign a, a Christian character waiver. And it would mean leaving two of our kids uh, behind. Basically, we wouldn't associate or support um, members of the LBGTQQ. And there was also no drinking, no this, no that. And it was just, it was crazy. And I'm the mom of an L and yeah. I'm the mom of a T. And we support and love Everybody. our children. Yeah. Yeah. They're- yeah. You know what I like to do? Just huh. support whatever's good. Co- exactly. I'm not them. Yeah. We or do whatever the... F- right. Or like our kids say. So they need... Oh, yeah. yeah. Like our kids say, Jesus said we hate figs. <laughs> figs. Right. Um, uh, that's So hilarious. I think that, you know, I, I... So you had to part ways. Yeah. And I love Jesus. And I think I'm doing the right thing for marriage and families by going out there saying, you know... I don't care, son or daughter, what your label yeah. is. I love that you have a label. I get that it means how you label yourself is how you see yourself, how you love yourself, how you love others, but get a job. Oh, you know what I mean? That's so it's it. It's still the mom thing. It's still the mom thing. <laughs> oh, that that's I'm interesting. I, uh, uh, I have an Aunt Jackie kind of theory of that, which is just like, you could be a freaking gummy bear and I will refer to you as they if yeah. you need to, because yeah. you don't want to address your genitals. Right, right. But, uh, I'm, I will not support you financially. Right. Get a job. <laughs> or you know what? It's just like, like you'll hear like, and then, and then my youngest did a whole flow chart for me of what is what, you know? Oh, so right. what is this gender? What is pansexual? What? And then oh. she says to me, she goes, so I'm Does pansexual yeah. play a flute. And I would, she, I'm going to need it to yeah. pay a pan flute. So then she says, uh, didn't I tell you that? And I'm like, no. And she goes, oh, I could have sworn I told you that. Anyway. Okay. So that's what I am. And then there's, you know, so she's describing <laughs> all these things about, um, yeah. Uh, sexuality and gender, gender identification. And it was so funny. We get to asexual and she says that's when somebody does really sex is not a thing for them. Right. It doesn't affect them. They, they're, they're not interested in it. And mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. am I asexual? She goes, mommy, you're just tired. <laughs> you're just tired. <laughs> uh, that is also true. Uh, yeah, so, I'm a mom. So. Right. So, but let's talk about your dorkdom because we're in it. Yeah. So people know who you are now and they know how to go see some comedy and, and, uh, and I am Jackie Cation and what we, you enjoy the old timey television show. I do. Bewitched. Bewitched. I All love of it? All of it. Not the movie. I didn't care for oh, the movie. Who? Oh, really? No. Okay. No. But the TV, the TV show I thought was absolutely fascinating so when it comes on you're you're like oh i guess i'll watch this yeah and i have my companion book and we'll go through it and (laughs) look at the writers look at the plot oh interesting i think it's very deep you know it's not just oh twitch your nose isn't that cute i think it was really deep and it was the first show to ever address a mixed marriage and um you know not well there was uh i love lucy 
People always said that he was because he was Cuban and yeah. it was a big, it was like him and his melanin were terrifying. Right, right. Uh, but everybody was okay with it in the end because yeah. it was funny. It was, uh, right. Funny yeah. is funny. It's like the whole thing of being a mom to kids of different gender identities. It's like, you know what? Okay, I get it. I get it. What are you bringing to the potluck? Right. Because you need to sign up for something <laughs> and you need to call your mom on oh, Sunday. That's, you so, know what? I do a, I do a joke about how, um, cause there's a new Muslim, there's a new mosque. One of the Catholic churches got turned into a mosque in my hometown. Yeah. 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 And I asked my dad how everybody was taking it. And he said the funniest thing. He said, it, most people get it just means the place is going to be crawling with lapsed Muslims 30 years from now. Right. And, uh, and I have been trying to tell people that it just means that a woman in a headscarf, you're going to have to ask her what's in her jello salad. Exactly. It's, it's a Wisconsin Muslim. There's going to be mint in her jello salad. You're like, well, it's refreshing. Mint in the jello salad? Have you ever had mint in a jello salad? I have not. It's lovely. I'm not Jackie Cation. The reason I say your name Jackie Cation all the time is because that's how you're referred to at our house. Like this. I'll say something about Jackie and Pilar. I goes, Jackie Cation, Lori Kilmartin. She sings the whole song. Jackie Cation, Lori Kilmartin. And she sings oh, there the whole you go. song. Oh. And then it's good because I tend to refer to people as their full names as well. Do you? So, yeah. But I think you're right about Bewitched because it was a mixed marriage in the way, but it was a tricky mixed marriage. They, they were like, we can address all these issues because she's a, she's a magical person. Right. And we can say, what would it be like to marry someone who wasn't exactly like you and her parents don't like him His, because the parents never liked him and they he has ch- been changed into so many things everything <laughs> right i mean if you oh, just like a table of chairs yeah I, if I you forget. just read the label of animals that they had on the show that he was changed into you know a goat a pig a bird a crow uh whatever it was and so he put up with a lot and, and all she wanted this was a woman who could have anything right and just wanted him and just loved him completely yeah and um so yeah the magic was fun to watch the fashion is fantastic oh really oh the fashion just holds up so well i what think what year did it start um 1961 was the pilot um, they went into 1962, I think, starting th- that it got the pickup because it didn't right. get a pickup. And then unfortunately, um, President Kennedy was killed and everything went on hiatus. Everything like, that was coming out. Um, Can you imagine going it to f- start it affected, your show? Uh, it, it, it affected the TV schedule? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially for Elizabeth Montgomery and her husband at the time, William Asher, because they were close friends of the Kennedys. Oh, weird. So they were just devastated. Devastated. And-, and then Gilligan's Island, I think they were filming like the first or second show when they got the news and they were in Hawaii. And that's back when somebody had to come into the room and say... Oh my God! Our something horrible been shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like you read it, you know, within seconds, and right. whether it's true or not. So it was. <laughs> it, it deeply affected what was going on. And in my mind, I think that's where we get because I'm a huge nerd about the 1960s fantasy comedies. Is that we were trying to get away from what was going on on TV? Oh, the Cold War kind of stuff. Yeah, or? we were okay. watching what was pouring in. You know, we just finished Gilligan's. Bay of Pigs and, and we were on to the Korean War and Vietnam. You're talking Vietnam. Vietnam. Yeah. What are the sort of the, the great shows, the escape shows? You're talking about Gilligan's Island and Bewitched, right? Or and I Dream the Monsters. Of, oh, the Monsters? I Dream of Genie. Okay. Um, you know, it could be said that, oh, they found that Bewitched was top of their spot their second year. So everybody, you know, the business. 
You know, that Jackie Cation no. is amazing. <laughs> Bring in another Jackie Cation. We oh, right. want more Jackie Cations. And then Jackie Cation retires and then they go, come back, Jackie Cation. Jackie Cation, we're going to reboot you. So, um, is that what they did with Bewitched? No, I think that's what they did with I Dream of Jeannie. Oh, okay. Um, where it was like, you know, another cute little blonde, magical, has a mortal. She's, you know, right. Loves dearly. Family doesn't back it up. Right. Um, I think the Munsters had a different kind of view in that. You ever watched the Munsters? You went as a child. Yeah. I have seen it since. Doesn't hold up as well as you might think. You don't think so? I'm wrong. Okay. No, no, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Well, there's a clip that went viral of, uh, Herman Munster talking to Eddie going, and, and Eddie had been bullying some kids that didn't right. look like him. And he said, I don't care if they are white, black, yellow, blue, plaid. We are nice to other people and we don't judge them by what they look like. Mm-hmm. And so I think that holds up, of course. Of course. Here's yeah. this family that, and, and they address things like, oh my gosh, those monsters are moving in our street. You know what that's going to do to my house value? Mm-hmm. So they were talking about things that I think were also happening in the real world yeah, and kind of giving us a, a look into kind of a fantastical way of accepting. Right, right. Or it's, seeing it, ourselves like, oh shit, that's It's a me. classic comedy yeah. thing to do is where you, you make people laugh and think at the same time. Yeah. So you think that all of those sitcoms in the sixties were doing that. I think so. I there were some right. that were just silly. Yeah. You know, Gilligan's Island, but you know what? Sometimes you need silly. Sometimes you need silly. Right. Um, but I think Bewitch had yeah, a message. I don't message. know that Gilligan's Island had a lot of, yeah, I'm no. trying to think of what the message of, no. of, uh, it was mostly just friendship. Yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was mostly just, you know, it was teamwork and friendship and we're still trapped on this island. Right. And anytime and, you're in a group where you have to be in a group for a couple of years, whether it be a class or whatever it is, you hate them at first. And then you're like, you know what? I kind of, I kind of like this gal. Right. Right. I'm well, defend her to other people. Right. You just get attached to people like their family. Sure. You know, I've male comics. I got a couple of friends, uh, not just male comics, like all comics. I have several friends of all genders who are irritating to, uh, people I love, yeah. but I've known them for 30 years. Right. And I'm like, He's all right. He's just a, you know, he's just got a mouth on him. Yeah. It's a quirk, but I've known him for 30 years. Right. So cheap, kind of dirty. Yeah. I can just (laughs) tell him to shut up. You should just tell him to shut up. He likes it. He knows better. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So Bewitched, what are the, what are your favorite episodes or messages or, uh, clothes? Oh my gosh. The clothes were just amazing. Just amazing from the 1960s. And then I think I really liked it as a kid. I love the messages of acceptance and love. But watching it as um, someone who's studying acting right now, just really studying and pursuing um, the development of character and and how she, Elizabeth Montgomery, got tired of the character because it was a wonderful character. They re-upped her for something like seven years. And right. she's like, so I have to be this person for seven years? So that's when they came in with the character of Serena, which was the cousin oh, right, who right. was completely different. And plays played by also... Elizabeth um, Montgomery. Elizabeth Montgomery, but she kept it on the clips, on the credits. She, it was Pandora Sparks because she wanted to keep that kind of a, the a illusion. Or... Yeah, the okay. illusion. Yeah. So, and I love all the guest stars that she had come on that were amazing movie stars in their own right. Ama- Dick Sargent. Yeah, yeah. was an amazing, uh, uh, I'm sorry, Dick York, the, fir- the first one. Okay. So it was a Dick York and then Dick Sargent. Dick Sargent. Yeah. So Dick York was in black and white? Yes. 
And how long? Black and White was like two or three seasons, right? Yeah. And then he passed away? No, no. He was hurt on a Western he did. Oh, okay. And uh, hurt his back pretty badly and then became dependent on pills. And then could not move without pills. Oh, and, weird. Yeah. And so he had a complete seizure on set. So they had to get in there and write, 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 write seven or eight scripts where he was going to be away. And then... They put all those shows at the end of the season and then brought in a new, uh, oh, really? Darren. They never even explained it to the audience, just brought in a new one. So and there were like five or six, there were six or seven episodes where Dick York is, was he first? Did yeah. You say? Was okay. gone. Was not in the show. Right. What, right. What, what are those episodes about? Uh, like, hey, honey, how are you, you know, on the phone or? Oh, yeah. Okay. So yeah. he's on the road or something. Yeah. He's, he's on sale, like, yeah. trips. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so they really played up a lot of the characters, you know, Uncle Arthur and Endora and Maurice and the kids and, or the one kid, Tabitha. Um, wait, did they have the kid in black and white? Yeah, they did. Okay. So she had the kid in black and white. Yeah. And then, then it went to color, I think the second or third year. Right. Right. With Dick Sargent. No, Dick York was in color as well. Oh, was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So oh, I did not. I did not remember that either. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. So Dick York, so let's say it's four Because seasons. it was making money, so it could go in color, because that's a lot of money. Oh, right. Yeah. Black- so things were in, in black and white because it was cheaper. Yeah. Oh, I did not know yeah. that either. That yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah. Um, color film being more expensive than black yeah. and white, except for now, because uh, yeah. now it's nostalgic. Um, but um, that's so crazy. Yeah. So they put those episodes at the end of the season- like episode three or four or something? Like no. whatever his last season was. What was his last? I think his last season was the middle of the third season. Okay. I could be wrong. And did they show him at all? Like on the phone? They, they brought him in like to do the kiss goodbye, say goodbye to daddy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, but there were, I think like seven episodes where he's completely not there. Oh my God. And what, again, what I love. Uh, going behind the scenes and looking at is how dedicated the rest of the crew and staff were to him. You know, um, it, it I think there's this greed right now in, in acting and, in sitcoms? and sitcoms. Yeah. There's, you know, kick you out of the, Oh really? You're sick. Well, okay, here, let me grab your script. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know anything about it. Trip, but, yeah. trip over your convulsing body and <laughs> let me take right. this. But, um, and he worked to the day he died for homeless, um, uh, homeless kinds of foundations. Okay. Um, that was his, that was his that was philanthropic his, thing. Yeah. Off, that was his screen? passion. Like to okay. the day he died, but he died of, uh, complications with emphysema years after the show was over. Okay. Like in so, the seventies or yeah, something or yeah. Well, okay. you're asking me all these dates and I'm like, no, no, oh. that's I mean, decades are fine. I don't care. I know the story. Uh, and so then Dick Sargent came on and his story was interesting because he was, um, uh, gay but it was back in the day where, as he said, bios had uh, phony wives. You know, they had okay. their beards out there so that people. Oh, would so buy was the he show. was married to a woman? Uh, Dick Sargent. Dick Sargent was legally on married on his bio. They have oh, on a his wife, bio. But he had a partner for years and years and years. And when he did come out, he uh, came out in such a big, wonderful way. He was uh, um, Grand Marshal. Of the, like uh, the Rose Bowl or something? No, the Outfest. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, or one of those, either the LBGTQQ Pride or Outfest. Like a Pride Fest or it was an Outfest? Pri- yeah. Okay. 
And so he asked Elizabeth Montgomery to sit in the car with him and she absolutely agreed, mm-hmm. you know, and supported him. And yeah, I just love that these, that these actors, it wasn't just about the money. It was about going to work with friends and being supportive of friends and everybody was cheerful on set and it was all about the work. And mm-hmm. then they lived lives at home, right? They had real lives. They had real lives and, yeah, yeah. and uh, real causes. Well, that's, I mean, supposedly that's like Matt Damon's thing. Is that's why he's never out? Yeah. It's because he has a wife. Yeah. He's like, no, I have to, I have to go home. Yeah. And like so me, there's, there's, I would have to go pack sandwiches. I never had time to shoot the shit at the bar. Right. There's no, there's no star magazine shots of, there's like very few star magazine shots of, of Matt Damon because he's like, no, no, I got a, I got a life to lead. Yeah. Uh, but I would love to do your project. And Talk to my manager. Don't you and think that so, living life is what makes you a better comic, a better actor, for sure. a better writer? Yeah. You know, that you having can, a whole life is, is important, I think. Absolutely. And yeah. it keeps your feet on the ground. You know, I had a show on PBS for three years and I was the, um, gosh, for lack of a better word, it sounds so obnoxious, but I was the star of the show. You know, it was, yeah. it was, what was it called? A place of our own. Okay. On KCET. We won the Peabody. Thank you. Yeah, I know. Congratulations. Lost three Emmys, but we won the Peabody. <laughs> but nominated for three Emmys. Uh, sucks there you to go. lose. Everybody's like, it's such an honor. It's to like, be nominated. it's so awful when you lose. Well, but you were, um, that's, uh, all right. But so anyway, so place for our own. And you would just go like this, hold your hand out, coffee, and there'd be coffee in your hand because it was all about keeping you going. Plus right. I shot five shows in one day. Oh my God. So it was about keeping me going, you know, and keeping yeah, yeah. me caffeinated, keeping me happy, keeping me up to speed. And so then I would get home and there'd be dishes and I didn't even eat there. Right. And I was like, what? You Whose know, dishes are yeah, these? Yeah. My husband goes, keeping you real, babe. Keeping <laughs> you real. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, and there's, yeah, there's no reason. Yeah. There's, it's like Maria has that show on, on late lady dynamite. I love that show. And did you get to do it this year? Didn't you get no, to do it? No, uh-uh. You couldn't do it. No, I couldn't do it. Oh, fair. I couldn't do it either, but I love how she wants us all to do it. She's like, is there so nice? Isn't and she, she, she doesn't have any power, you know, she's yeah. like, I'm one of the executive producers, but it's not like I could say, well, book this person and they'll, uh, they'll try, but yeah. they, uh, they can't, they don't always do it. So. She's amazing. Yeah. And I love her transparency about money. Love <laughs> Did it. you watch the commencement? Love thing? it. Yes. <laughs> Loved it. And you know what? Let me say about your dad. Yes. Um, uh, the never say no without a number. Yes. Powerful. Oh, it's great. Powerful. Well, you know, I, I was, uh, yeah, I, I heard your Valentine's, uh, gig story. I was walking and I listened to Jackie Cash and Lori Kilmartin. What was the Valentine's? Uh, they called you to work for Valentine's Day, and so you shot them a big number. And oh. they, like your dad said, never yep. say no without a number. And they came back, yes. And you're like, so I'm working Valentine's Day. <laughs> and so they shot me a gig on my birthday. I'm like, Planet of the Apes is coming out, and that's my thing when because it always comes Did out on July it? 14th. I said, yeah. I'm like, I shot a number. Oh, good. Like, <sighs> yeah. And they came back, great. I'm like, ah. So I'm working on my birthday. I'll see Planet of the Apes the next day. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, the first time I did it though, because I tell the I, I used to tell the story on stage, and I'll do it again. It's it's not like it's, I mean, it's fine. It's it's uh, but the uh, my dad told me to because I told him I didn't want to do a show, and he said, "What yeah. was the first thing I taught you?" And then I said, "Pick up other people's change," <laughs> and he said. 
what the fuck are you talking about? He did not say what the fuck. But he was like, he got actually mad. And I said, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. And, uh, and then he said, never say no without a number. And I was like, that does sound familiar, but what does, what does it mean? Yeah. And then he explained what it meant. And so I tried it, but I didn't make the number high enough. Yeah. And, uh, and so I had to go to Montana in the winter and follow, uh, an hour and a half of comedy, an intermission, and then do another 45 minutes. It was the dumbest show ever. It was Lisa Alvarado and Alicia Cooper and I. And they each did, it was, I think it was, uh, I think Alicia did 30 and then Lisa Alvarado did 45. And then there was a, <gasps> yeah. What? And then there was a half hour intermission and then I was to do 45 to an hour. And we got there and we looked at the woman and she was like, people always say that my audiences aren't going to like it, but they like it. And I was like, you sure? And so, um, Alicia and I were reminiscing because we had gone, over uh, Middle East together. We're just talking in the green room and the woman comes in and she's like, Oh, they are getting a little tired. Is there a way to shorten Lisa Alvarado's set? And I said, did you tell Lisa Alvarado to do 45 minutes? And she said, yeah. And I said, then uh, I will bet you that she will do 45. You can light her early, but she will do 45 minutes to the second yeah. because she is a professional right, right. and she will not be prorated. She will not uh, yeah. have anyone ever say that she didn't do her time. Yeah. And that's because ex- she was like, well, I'm going to light her. And it was 30. <sighs> and then guess what Lisa Alvarado did? Another 45. 15 minutes. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. And a 15 minute light, 15 minute light. I guess I'll, I'll wrap it up here in 15 minutes. <laughs> and, uh, and then I had to go up and they were exhausted. Oh my God. And I was like, okay. In the middle of Montana. It was oh the middle gosh. of Montana with just a bunch of some weird women's group. And I, I asked for $3,000. I thought it was a lot of money. Yeah. And they were like, okay. And I'm like, God dang it. Right. Don't I you ask for 30. I know. Oh my gosh. I hate when that anyway, happens. But, uh, we have weeded off in a comedy, uh, business talk. Because but, of your dad. But wait, because I have one dad, more story please, real quick. Please. It's about you. Oh my God. And it's something that I've shared with my kids. And yes. they, they share with their friends. About uh-huh. Jackie Cation. You're dorking out about me. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, we were in New York and you and I and a bunch of other women. It might have been the Marshalls Comedy Festival. I don't remember. Oh, back in the day. And your sister showed up. She's so sweet. So right. she came and we all went for drinks. Mm-hmm. And I don't drink. Mm-hmm. And so we were counting like how much we spent for a couple drinks. And I'm like, I drink like a soda. Right. And then you spent $17 on a no duels. All right. Cause you go, <laughs> I, I, spent, I don't know why I remember all this. Yeah. You spent $17 on a duel. So I tell that story to my girls. I go, always take singles when you go out with your friends okay. because Jackie Cation put down a 20 mm-hmm. and got three back. Okay. So she paid $17 for no duels. So to this day, my kids take singles and fives. That way when the bill comes, you can go, mine was 23 and I'm tipping. Bam, bam, bam. Six. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. talk to me about so, Bewitched. Uh, Bewitched, The Munsters, uh, Gilligan's Island, I Dream of Jeannie. I think really fun on one level where it was really fun to see this fantastical, wonderful thing that, you know, at the end, everybody wins except Gilligan's Island. Mm-hmm. Um, they never got off the Island. Right. Um, but it was so amazing to see this couple on Bewitched so in love. And that's all they had when she could have had the world. And yet that's all she wanted. And, and he didn't want anything more either. No, he wanted what he could provide for them. And she respected that. And I know it's a very old fashioned idea. Um, it, it's what works at the time. It was considered an old fashioned idea. 
So, I mean, they're they're like, they're, I mean, everybody has always said being sane is an old fashioned idea, but the thing is, is it, there's still billions of people living sane lives every year. Yeah. Or that works. Like with me, with me and my husband, like for a while I was the breadwinner. You know, and he, mm-hmm. you remember, he stayed home with those kids and he got them off to school and he did everything he could. And now things have turned. So I'm supporting him in what he does. And he's an amazing musician. So I'm supporting him in that. And, um, and now it's his turn. Yeah. To go and spread his wings. Well, but that's, I, that, I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, I think that, that certainly makes sense. And it's, it's like the, they rarely solved problems with magic, right. did they? No, they caused problems. That was the, usually the right. cause of it. And they had to backpedal their way out right. with good old fashioned ingenuity, right, right. which I thought was wonderful. And, um, I, I just love that they brought in these huge stars. Yeah. And, and like and Agnes Moorhead was a fucking movie dial M star. For, mur- for murder. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, she played the mom. Rosebud. What was that one? Um, um Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. And yeah. she was just this amazing, brilliant, dramatic actress. And Elizabeth Montgomery was the one that said, would you please play my mother? I think it would be so much fun. And she says, yes. Yeah. And so the, and then. Which is funny because I think it was not, it was, ba- that was back when t- television was not as respected as exactly. movies. Exactly. And they, and a lot of people, like if you watch the histories of some of these shows, they signed on for it thinking, I'll get through the pilot. Yeah. Or their managers go, look, 13 at best, 13 at best. And then you can forget about living on this island. But no, now all those actors, their legacy is living on that island. Right, right. So, um, but no residuals. I don't no think no residuals because residuals started what in like the no. mid seventies or yeah. late seventies. So all those shows in the fifties and sixties, the, they were one and done. Kind no of product, nothing like that, which yeah. is why they have to do the big, um, the reunions and the, yeah. and the and conventions. conventions. And- <laughs> do you go to any conventions? I don't go. I go to, com- sometimes I go to comic conventions and do stand up and stuff. Cause oh. I have a podcast called the dork forest. Ah, that's right. We're on it right I now. <laughs> I went to one. <laughs> Did you, what, what kind of convention? One. Um, okay. So love bewitched. And after that, uh, fell into charmed. Love that one. Maybe oh, it's charmed. a witch thing. Love it. I got to go Did to you the rap party. Practical magic. I just saw practical magic. Wasn't that cute? It was adorable. I love that one. Um, it, so I kind of like, you know, the magical thing. Yeah. So anyways, uh, walking dead. So my family watched the first season and I'm like, turn it off. I'm coming in, turn it off. I can't look, turn it off. And then I started watching it. Oh my God, Jackie, I have theme parties. Like on Sunday, my house, Pilar's friends, that's my youngest, they come over. So I got a house full of teenagers and we're eating theme food, like sausage that look like guts and hands and chocolate brains. And uh, yeah. Wait, you, this is for The Walking Dead? Yes. The zombie show? Yes. AMC? Yes. Okay. And I even sent Chris Hardwick. I mean, we we worked together years ago at one of those festivals. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned the Montreal Festival in the van. Yeah. I always got this when I got in the van. I have the American bring the stool. Because <laughs> I, I couldn't get into and out of the van by myself. Oh, I'm so short. Oh, fair enough. Bring the stool. Bring the stool. Anyway, <laughs> so um, I fell in love with The Walking Dead. Fell in love with The Talking Dead. So happy for Chris, Chris Hardwick because he's a fan. Oh, my God. He's a fan and he asked the questions you want asked what are and the questions what what questions are there on it's the a zombie dead? show that they're like are you, you kidding me right then, now I, yeah tell me you're kidding me right now no no tell me what what's great about the walking dead oh my <laughs> god <laughs> it's zombies no it's yeah. not it's not about zombies zombies happen to be 
a character like this table is holding our drinks. That's what okay. a zombie is. Okay. What it is, the walking dead are the people that are alive. They're the ones getting through. They're the ones that, um, are, are choosing what is our next step. And it's like if, if, um, uh, let's say it's you, me and Andy and the zombie apocalypse took over right now. We're looking at three of us. Who's going to be our leader? Who's going to make our choices? Hey, Deb, you're not part of our family. We need to make sure that this food needs to go between me and Andy and that's it. So friend or not, you're out. You need to find your way home. Okay. So there's all these decisions about where do we go to survive? And a couple times there are people that were like, you know what? I'm not going to survive. I, I choose to just end it all on my own terms right now. Okay. So um, a couple of characters just kill themselves? A couple of characters put themselves in danger where they knew that would be the outcome. Suicide by cop? Uh, kind of. Uh, suicide by, so by walking like, dead like, by, like, by a zombie. You know, this one guy in the first episode. I mean, and the acting is brilliant. I, I How many seasons tell, are we in? Uh, I think we're going into season seven. Okay. I think. And uh, you don't watch it really... No, oh no, I read the first two trades. Love, love it. Okay. Love it. I think yeah, the acting yeah. is phenomenal. Okay. Just the scenes where other characters are listening to e- each other. As an actor, you can just, you're just there. I mean, they're amazing. What A, a, a woman who has been abused by her husband for years has turned out to be one of the most fierce characters. Mm-hmm. Just found her voice, mm-hmm. found her power. And is one of the favorite characters in The Walking Dead. But it really is a testament to survival. So and the first season is all about them sort of coming together. Right. And figuring out what's going on. Is it the same characters from the first season and to the seventh season? Yes. Okay. Most of them are the same. We've lost a lot. Sure. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. zombies. Yeah. Zombies will kill people. Yeah. Sure. And, um, and, and I like that, that, you know, sometimes your favorite character does die. That mm-hmm. does happen. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a good jump off point because we have these amazing conversations afterwards. Like, what do you do when, when your leader who's been just amazing and getting you through the apocalypse, never making a mistake? Oh shit. He lost his mind. Now what do we do? <laughs> you know, I mean, that's a big thing. What do you do yeah. if your loved one gets bit? And right. You're like, am I going to put you down? Right. Or am I going to chain you up? Okay. You know, I, I told saw you, Sean of the day. Oh, I would chain my husband up. He said, I didn't even get the fucking question out of my mouth. And my Travis goes, <laughs> shoot you. What? Really? <laughs> You'd kill me like that? It's like, well, um, are, are you really there though? Yeah. Is that what the, the conversation yeah. becomes? Is like, so your loved one gets bit and you're like, well, are they really even there anymore? Yeah. But I suppose that, I mean, the same thing could be said of, of like, People who have, um, like the people that are either in a coma or, um, right. See, like it, jump it, off point, right? The parallels to, right. you know, sh- should this person be, is it euthanasia or right. is it, um, or is it cruel? Right. You know, cause right. we may find a cure. Right. Kind of thing. Right. And you have people that are like, there could be a cure and you have other people going, Oh, hell no. We got to do this now. Not such a fan of fear of the walking dead, which happens in LA because in, Fear of the Walking Dead. I feel like they're killing what people way too soon. It's a it's a prequel as to how this virus started. Oh, it's another show. It's another show. Fear of the Walking. How Dead. How can you call yourself the Dork Forest if you don't have anybody talking about? Uh, so we've this is there's not been a there's not been a Walking Dead episode. Are you? Can you call Chris? <laughs> You're his friend, right? Uh, no, I don't have his phone number. Oh, so. so- I sent him a doll, even some Walking Dead dolls I had made, so I could take them to the 
convention. Sure. Of course I did. So anyway. So you went to a Walking Dead convention? I did. All right. I did. And I thought I was going to be the oldest one there. Called Yvette Nicole Brown. Do you know Yvette I don't. Nicole Brown? Oh my gosh. Character actress. Really okay. beautiful. She has a new show coming out called The Mayor. She's on The Odd Couple. She's on everything. If you see her, you'll go, oh my God. I recognize Brown. that lady. So um, anyway, so she's a big, huge fan too of The Walking Dead and is on The Talking Dead. And I said, am I too old to go? She goes, no, go. And I had a blast. Mm-hmm. I had a great time with, you know, watching everybody in cosplay and stuff. But back to The, the Walking Dead and Talking Dead and Fear of the Walking Dead. Fear of the Walking Dead happens in L.A., and I feel like they're like, people are like, <coughs> oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, if you're slightly ill, yeah, oh. we'll kill you. Whereas in the, the, uh, uh, walking dead that happens in, uh, Georgia, they're like putting people up in barns, you know, like, Hey, we might find a cure for this. So okay. I'm putting these, my friends and my wife and everybody who has this mm-hmm. in a barn and throwing them down some live chickens now and then, um, so there's that, all that questioning, even just leaving, even just leaving your house. Okay. The apocalypse is coming. We need to move to the desert, higher ground, whatever it is. And you see people grabbing things that are mean something to them. Right. Um, and you see people just grabbing the essentials. Okay. Who are you? Oh, right. You know? Okay. Because, and I've been in that situation several times with fires in our house because we live in the canyons. Right. And we've been evacuated. Like, what are you going to take with you? It is, it is interesting. Like, I may never get this again, but when you're looking at the end of the world, mm-hmm. what do you take yeah. that you want to go with you mm-hmm. with your legacy? Or is it just, I just have room for food? ID and right. money. And-, and what if you're driving away and there's some poor schmuck in a, in a backpack going, please help me. I'm by myself. Please help me. Do you run him over and take his backpack? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. people do. Okay. Or do you pick him up and hope that he's that, not going to kill and rape everybody? Right. Like he's the guy who kills and rapes everybody. Exactly. Yeah. So you don't know right. who's who. You don't know a good guy from a bad guy. Mm-hmm. So, oh my gosh, so many. Does it encourage one side or the other? No. No. You'll see a good guy make a mistake. Not make a mistake. Forgive me. You'll see a good guy make a choice that you right. go, oh God. He I hope it works out. A, yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. That was pretty severe. Mm-hmm. You know, why did he do that? Why didn't he give him a chance? Mm-hmm. You know, um, you see people that sacrifice themselves and you're like, wow. You know, there's a lot of philosophical conversations that go on, especially about the greater good. Right. Are we doing this for the greater good? Or are we just trying to preserve our community, ourselves? Right. You know, are there still institutions that hold up like marriage? Um, okay. Yeah. Like uh, how does, uh, how, how does your life like do, do, do things last? Do you still take a chance and fall in love? Okay. If this is the end of the world, are you going to take a chance and promise and fall in love? Now you've got another person you need to care for. Do you have a baby? Right. A baby is going to make noise. A baby's going to be hungry. Mm-hmm. A baby's going to have that high, witch, high pitched cry that walkers are going to hear. Okay. Do we take a chance <laughs> on having a baby? No, seriously. Right, right. You know, baby's going to slow <laughs> us down. Do you take care of that? That is true in life. Yeah. Though. No, I don't know. Do you, do you, do you take care of your elderly? Oh, right. Or do you just abandon the weak and the, and exactly. the elderly or the babies or of the world? Right. And just right. Think about number one. Do you bury your friends? Do you take the time to stop and bury your friends? Oh, that's if, if wow. you need to keep going. And so these are the questions that are addressed in this program. I think so. Yeah. In talking and do to, they? 
Um, and the after show too of Talking Dead, they do. You know, I mean, it really starts because I'm in the chat rooms and stuff. And I, like I said, Jackie, I think it really takes it to a different level. And like I said, I've got all these teenagers in my room watching yeah, the yeah. show. No, but does and the show actually do they bury their dead? Yes, they okay. bury some of their dead. Right. Some of them they burn. It okay. depends on on the, on the time on the time how much time they have where they're going. If that guy was a douche, fuck him. <laughs> We're gonna string him up to a tree and let zombies eat him. Right? Do you go find your friend who was an amazing friend, got bit, and now she's a zombie out there? Do you do you risk everything to go find her to put her down so she doesn't continue to, to be in be this, this thing? Right. There was a to, a child who was evil, evil, evil. And really put everybody in danger. Mm-hmm. And there was a show about whether or not we killed this kid. Because it was a child? How old was, was the kid? Was a child? Like like 11? No, 9, 10. Oh, well, wow. Yeah. Feeding walkers, age. attracting them, just putting everybody in danger. Because they thought it was fu- uh, she thought it was funny or she, he thought it yeah. was funny? she thought, oh, you know, they're just friends, you know. But she was really evil and she... So uh, she wasn't dumb. She was genuinely evil. Genuinely evil. <laughs> and it took some episodes to get there and it took some conversations. Right. You know, to explain to, to, to explain that. And eventually someone does just put her down. Uh, and you're like, what just But happened? it had to be done. <laughs> it had to be done. You okay. Know? Yeah. If, it, if you're going to leave the door open... And let everybody come and kill my kids. Fuck you. You're going down. Right. Right. If there's this much and I'm diabetic, I'm diabetic. And if there's this much insulin, who gets it? Right. You know, right. And if I'm, you know, in my late fifties, I'm like, you know what? Give it to the kid. Right. That has a chance. Give it to the strong one. Right. And there's also a character who will not kill. That's his thing. He won't kill. He won't kill the zombies? Won't kill them. But he'll beat the shit out of them with a, with a, with um, a bat? Yeah. So he's learned this whole, um, you know, peace, love, kumbaya, a person is a person no matter what. Yeah. Treat them with respect. Is and, he a vegetarian? Uh, <laughs> he should be. I think he might be. But it might and not be know, an issue yet. Yeah, and, and, um, <laughs> that's hilarious. And sometimes it's an issue, you know, like you come by and, and you see water. You're, you're dying of thirst and there's a case of water there. Do you drink it? Why you wouldn't know? you? How do you know somebody didn't poison it? Oh. So that when you, your whole tribe drop, drops dead, now we've got knives, guns, whatever we need. Oh, interesting. Food. Oh, like yeah. it's a booby trap. Exactly. Because people have broken up into like sort of feudal. Exactly. And it like, makes you wonder. You know, like, again, I live where the fires have been prominent and the neighborhood comes together. Yeah. We know who lives where. We know who needs rides. Mm -hmm. We know who has dogs. We know who's working during the day and isn't at home to get their dog. And we work together. Mm -hmm. And it makes you wonder how bad do things have to get before all you care about is what's in my freezer and what's in my pantry and no, I will not share. Right. Because my family comes first. Right. Who is family? Right, right. It's a very... uh. Hobbs versus Locke kind of moment. Yeah, Holy, the, yeah. the political philosophy here oh, is amazing. Yes. Yes. Right. The nature of civilization and the nature of, of what community means and what politics and the purpose of government. Exactly. Democracy. Are, are we voting on this? Right. Are we voting on who's our leader? Is there, was there? There have been times when they all get together and they have a council and they go, let's, let's hear everybody let's, out and let's decide what to do. And everybody makes their arguments. Okay. Yeah. And then has there been problems with leadership? Absolutely. You have leaders that lose it. Yeah. You have leaders that want everything. Are there coups? Yes, absolutely. (laughs) I mean, but it happens. Um, 
it takes a while and there's a lot of conversation that goes into it. Okay. And you know, as actors and writers, I have so much respect and so much awe for these people that do this work because you'll never be in this situation. How do you write it? You right. Know, how do you come right. up if you, with these ideas? Right. If, you, if you've never been in any sort of war-torn country yeah. where the world has gone completely bananas. Exactly. Scrap the whole bewitch thing. This is what I want to talk right. about. This is, right. That's what I like to find out at 34 minutes. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, no, please. I'm sorry. Um, it's so uh, But I thought Walking Dead, sure, somebody will, you know, between the comics and the shows and, you know, the conventions. Yeah, you pick whatever and, you pick. Yeah. So, it's, um, But it's there was, um, and, and there are really evil leaders do you respond to an evil leader because What's, keep what you makes alive? an evil leader? Well, there's a rapist. That's the newest one. He's kind of rapey okay. and uh, tortures people and rules by you follow me or we burn your face and you stay alive. See, that's the hard part too, is that you can't even kill people unless you go through the brain. They're alive forever, which is an awful thing. You know what I mean? Wait, wait, you have to wait. The zombies only get killed if you shoot them in the brain. Exactly. And if you or stab them or, but it has to be a brain thing, a brain thing. Yeah. So, but if you kill a regular person and then they get bit by the zombies, do if they you come kill, back to life? If you kill a regular person, you become a zombie. It's, we all have the virus in us. And we found that out maybe four episodes in. Oh, wow. Not four episodes, four seasons in. Wait, oh, so if you kill anybody, they become a zombie. And Unless anybody you kill dies them in the brain. a natural death. They turn into a zombie. Yes. What well, if that's you, kind of an What if you have a miscarriage? Right. What happens to that? Well, it's a pile of goo, but that pile of goo turns into? Has a brain. Yeah. But so it just, but a pile of goo can't, isn't really mobile. No, but it could eat you from the inside out. That's being really macabre. We're being macabre. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the thing is, like, do we still have institutions like Start Families? Um, what is it? What is Start Families? Do, you know, the institution. There's is a couple. A, yeah, like, do we want to start a family? Oh, oh fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the kind of world we want to bring a child into? Sure. Um, anyway, so but how do you how do you not? Right. I mean, there's part of you that's like, well, so I I use birth control and a condom and. Just so you don't make I sure. I don't even see how people are having sex in the apocalypse. Seriously. Right, right. You gotta I need be everything in the right. I mean, you'd mood. have to be kind of rapey. You'd yeah. have to want to do it. You'd have to be the rapey guy. Yeah. So, so the, he, he's strong enough to be a leader. Yeah. This Negan. Guy. His name is Negan. Okay. So he's strong enough to be a leader. So people follow him. Exactly. No, but he's cruel. He's a cruel, cruel man. He carries a baseball bat named Lucille wrapped in barbed wire. Okay. And to our heroes, the group that we've been following all these years, took two of the most beloved spoilers, took two of the most <laughs> beloved characters and killed them. It was so gruesome. Right, right. I looked at my couch and these kids were just, they didn't cry. They didn't move. They right. didn't say anything. They were just Holy shit. Yeah. And how old are your, how old are the kids who are watching? uh, 18, 19. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So they're, they're, they're young adults. Yeah. But this isn't like seven, eight year olds should not be watching this program. But they are just horrified in the manner that the way this person was killed. Like, oh, 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 you love him? That's your husband? Right. That's the father. Watch this. And then just beat him to death with a bat as he's saying, I still love you. Right. Keep keep moving on. I love you. I'll always be with you as he's getting his head bashed in. So that's how the current um, 
Uh, he's a leader of a different group. Exactly. So, so that you find group, there's different people... groups all over. Yeah, yeah. So why? Uh, so the people follow him because they are cruel, or they're just desperate, or they're he, desperate. Bullied. They're desperate. Like everybody's desperate. Yeah. I bet. Yeah. But people gather for different reasons exactly. in their desperation. Exactly. And the group that we follow, they're they have a more what like a more constitutional sentimentality to it, where there's and it could be because that's our group. Yeah. It could be because that's who we started with. Like yeah. we were saying in our conversation earlier, you know, you know, some guy and maybe he doesn't get along with the other comics. But yeah. Like I know him. Right. You know, so we know this group, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we followed this group. So there, cause there could be monsters in our group too. Absolutely. Right? So bad guys or people who go nuts or. Right. Yeah. Or so just how many people are in, are in the cast that we follow? Like that we've been like, so if clearly two, two of our, our people have died. Oh, we've lost people every, and it can happen the first episode. It can happen mid season. It's not even like, it's like, not a cliffhanger. It's no, just no, random. It could, be a, it could be a cliffhanger. Like right. they killed, um, th- we knew that they killed somebody at the end of one of the episodes at the yeah. end of seasons. And then they didn't show it. Okay. So, so they, they just waited. Wait. <laughs> and so Chris Hardwick talks about not even be able to go out in public without people going, what the fuck happened? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and people were upset mm-hmm. and, um, we got back to it and the new season, bam, we saw who died within moments. And that's right. when I had all these kids like, what up? And, and then they continued with the story. Okay. And I get it. I think if they had killed them at the end, we'd have all this time to kind of make peace with it. Yeah. But to have two of the most beloved characters killed. Oh, right they were the ones that were you. killed and then you had to wait and find out about it. Yes. Okay. And they shot scenes with all of the actors because paparazzi is all over this show oh, right, right so they filmed death scenes with all of the actors oh nice yeah so no so nobody knew nobody who died knew. yeah and then i get it like i was pissed off at first and then i thought no i do like the fact that it happened at the <laughs> beginning of the season oh my gosh and then so i met uh mgm grand in vegas and they right. had east coast feed so i'm like i get to watch the show here right now in the Early. green room yeah, yeah. yeah so i'm watching in the green room right and then uh, the manager goes, hey, Deb, I got to run this guy to the airport. I'm going to lock you in the room, but I'll come back. Because I said, by the time I go back to my room, yeah, I'm going to miss so much. Right. I don't have a rewind button. Mm-hmm. Jackie, I ate what I was supposed to. got the exercise I was supposed to. had the medication I was supposed to. But when he came back to unlock me from that room, my sugar was at 400. What yeah. does that mean? That means go to the hospital. Oh. Kind of think, yeah. Or start insulin treatments immediately. But it was that much fear being alone in a green room, which is always kind of creepy. Yeah. Yeah. Being Why did he in? lock you in? Um, I think because so that nobody at the MGM could just walk in, uh, in the green room. Okay. So you're locked in the green room, but you could have gotten out. I could have gotten out. <laughs> you're not scared, locked, like, in, locked in. I want to see what's going to happen. Right. So, uh, my family just loves that I turned into this, you know, don't, I can't watch to watching it and you get past the gruesome. You get, uh, sure, I mean, you I'm get used there to with it. Ribs and pizza and everything—you know—you <laughs> get used to it. Bloated zombies found in the bottom of the well. Um, you know, so uh, yeah, the makeup has got to be incredible. Amazing. <laughs> they can really make people look really dead these days. Absolutely. Yeah, they're doing Abs- good work in makeup. <laughs> oh, I know. Severed heads. My sure. friend um, Brad Garrett was. Uh, did you see Fargo? No. Well, oh. the movie or the TV show? The TV show. No. Am I going to give you a spoiler? No, go for it. So he gets... I will alert the masses that yes. there are spoilers for Fargo he, and for uh, Walking Dead. Uh, he uh, gets killed. He's he's like m- one of my best friends in the world. Brad There's, Garrett. Oh, yeah. One Stand-up of my comic. I've met him uh, one time only in passing. Generous heart. Very tall. Gen- yeah. 
<laughs> super really tall. I don't realize he was it. on the the Raymond show. Yeah, yeah. There you I go. don't realize it till we're walking. Right. So you often, are very short. Yeah. And he is enormously tall. Yeah. So you are a caricature. But really, how <laughs> often do you like walk with your friends somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. You know, usually in a couch or where you're sitting. Sitting. Yeah. So anyways, so, uh, so he so, was on Fargo. Yeah. He was in okay. Fargo second season. He plays a mob boss. Mm-hmm. And so he gets decapitated and I'm messaging him at the same time going, dude, is your head in that hat box? Yeah. Is your head they, in the hat box? They made that hat. They made that head. Yeah. They made the head. So then Pilar who loves Brad, she says, mom, can you ask him for the head? I'm like, no. <laughs> and she goes, Danny Trujillo's kids got his head from Breaking Bad. I'm oh, like, that's hilarious. No, we well, don't ask our friends for their heads. Right. And that's hilarious. And, but, and if, and if someone did get his head, it would be his kids. Exactly. That's what I said. Right. You don't just give them to your neighbors, yeah. your friends, kids. Well, I yeah. did say to her, I go, what's wrong with you? And she goes, oh, his kids get it first. I'm like, no. Someone else, if he wants it, he might be able to get yeah. it. Yeah. But maybe not because they can repurpose that head. That's what he said. He said, <laughs> I would love to give it to her, but we might need it. What a crazy world we live in. Uh, yeah. I, uh, the most gruesome thing I watch are like gr- bones and, um, no, no, but, you're not missing anything. It's, uh, it's like castle. It's the same yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. It's like NCIS. Yeah, yeah. It's but Bones has gruesome. Um, and I haven't watched Bones in years, but because it's 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 the only thing that's on you. It's on USA like five hours in a row. Right, right. I like, love that. Yeah, like one in the afternoon on yeah. USA. So yeah. I'll spend five or seven hours, or I used to, and in a hotel room just watching. Television. Did you know that there's a um, oh gosh, I'm gonna say camp for lack of better word, but it's where people donate their bodies to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cadavers, and they put them in different situations. To see how they, um, that's an episode of Bones. You're talking about an episode of Bones to see how they decompose. Yes, yes, so that murder people can tell how long exactly. Like, oh, she was in the. You saw that episode of Bones? No, I know there's a real place. I know there's a real place in America, somewhere in Middle America, where they have like a um, just a a cadaver farm, right? Where people can study. Yeah. Um, cadavers. Exactly. And which how, is and where they, they get their information for these shows, which is right. a little frightening. Well, have you seen uh, Call the Midwife? No. What is oh, that? Oh, that's pretty frightening. Where's that on? Women that have babies back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s, and when midwives were prevalent in England. And so you just watch women giving birth. Every single episode is a What channel is it on? Birth. PBS. It's a, oh, it's like a documentary thing or? No, it's a real, it's a series. It's a so it's fictionalized. Episode. Yeah. Okay. But every, you know, you got the yeah, legs yeah. and feet coming first. That's wrong. <laughs> right. That's supposed to be a the head. head. Right. So, Somebody's been turned around. Yeah. In the, yeah. 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 So is it, do, now do you think Call the Midwife is encouraging midwifery or not? Notice I know how to pronounce midwifery. Yes. Yes. Um, I don't know. Like what are they, whenever I, whenever a, a TV show comes on, I always do wonder what they're selling. Because right. there's always a B plot. I don't care exactly if it's fiction or nonfiction or whatever. There's 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 always there's always a right. B plot. There's always I something. think you know what Jackie. Since you phrase it that way, I think it's choice for women. I think that the show is very respectful and they write women very well and the cast is amazing and it's always about the woman's choice. Like do she, you, do you want to go with a do midwife you want to go, or duck? Right. Do you want to have the baby at home? Do you want to have it in hospital? Do you want your husband there? Do you not want your mother-in-law there? Right. Um, and now they're going into the sixties with, uh, the pill. Okay. And so 
here's another option and choice for women that should be theirs. And they respectfully write it about oh, it being their choice. Yeah, yeah. So I think their their underline is always uh, women's rights. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, and okay, that's cool. Yeah, very it's, cool. Well, or at least I am in favor of that. Yeah, and they're mouthpieces for these women. Yeah. You know, that say, uh, she doesn't want you here. Right. Get out. Right. Well, it know? was that some woman posted that thing, and I think I re- re- reposted it on Facebook about how the great thing about legalized abortion is that it means that you get to choose. Nobody says you have to get an abortion. You get to choose to be pregnant and have a baby. Right. Or you get to not. If abortion is illegal, you don't have that choice right. anymore. You are forced to be pregnant and have a baby. Right. Whether it is uh, to term and it will live and it will be a thing. So the why pro-choice is a good idea. And she put it much more succinctly yeah. than this. And I wish I had memorized it because it's a great way of doing it. She's like, if you take away the choice of abortion, it means that you are taking, you are insisting that people be pregnant. Right. And so, and that is not, that is taking away yes. someone's rights. And it's pro-choice, not pro-abortion. It's not I don't pro-abortion. know anybody who says, yay, abortion. Or, Nobody. I loved my abortion. Nope. And Crazy Pence and his, you have to bury your uh, miscarriage. I'd like to bury Pence is what right. I'd like to do. Because yeah. it's, uh, you know, I'm not going to pay for a casket for a pile of goo. Right. You know, it seems... Uh, it's it was morbid. sad enough as it was. Yeah. It was a, it was, it was both disappointing and, uh, and, a you know, and a relief that it, that it, I didn't know what it was, yeah. but it was, it was disappointing enough as it was. It Do we have a lot of funerals for spilled seed? Right. And Come on. is there a law that tells me what hand you get to jerk off with? Right. There isn't. Right. So keep it together. Anyway, so, uh, what, so there are like seven characters in Walking Dead? There have been, they pick some up as they go. Okay, so they um, add so to it. They add to it. We have like, and then one, you get to two, find out what four. kind of person they are. Right. Or what happens when they, uh, are, you know, when somebody does have to step and be the leader. When you see somebody who's only been the nurturer, now she has to become the leader. Um, there was one, oh, cause um, lead, cause leaders get killed. Although they're the targets. Yeah. You know, or, um, like. Are the zombies smart enough to give them targets or is it other humans that are killing them? Humans are the people that you need to fear, not the dead. Oh, interesting. The dead is this coffee table <laughs> holding up our drinks. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the zombies are just, they're, they're just a danger. They're a danger. If they're in a herd, yeah, now you're in real danger. But if there's one coming at you, you could probably get them, you know, boom in the head and it's over. Right. Um, but the dead are not the real issue. They're not the real issue. The real issue are the other people. They're part of the environment. Right, right. It's so the other people that you have to. Exactly. So you have your team and then somebody else has their community. Exactly. And they want your stuff. Exactly. So that's what the show is about? Yes. Or your people. Like let's or say they within go, your group. Yeah, within your group. Let's say you have three or four really strong people. They're like, we want that one, that one, and that one. Kill the rest. You know? Oh, they want oh they want right. to oh they, they want to add to their to their army. Exactly. Exactly. Oh weird. And then and then um like one woman, the one who was abused, which I thought was amazing, just abused by her husband for years and years, found her voice um after he was killed. But she just came out to be one of the fiercest uh, warriors. And there was a strain of something going around killing people. So she knew at some point, we're going to have a whole... They were living in a jail at the time. 
and then again, you're looking for places to go and well, that are secure, that are secure. So in your mind, you're like, where would I go? A hospital? Where would I go? A jail cell? Where would I go? A prison or a pri- yeah, a prison. So they're in a prison. They're in a prison because it's, it's lockable. It's lockable. Mm-hmm. And there's food, tons of food, canned oh. food. So anyway, um, so she decides, salt. No, she, <laughs> she decides to kill, uh, a couple of the infected people before they turn like, you know what? Let's, let's nip this at the bud. Mm-hmm. And so the group kicked her out. Oh, you know, and in her mind, she's like, I'm saving everybody before they spread this. Right. You know? And is that what happened? They weren't going to get better. Right. Yeah. And did they not get better? They didn't. Well, she killed them. Oh, she did kill but them. There oh, and then any... they expelled her. Yeah. And so where where is she? Is she just gone? Or is, or is this she's, real time? She's come back. Okay. Time and time again. And you know what, Jackie? If you know, like, some of your literature, it's amazing because there was a... um um, wooden horse episode, Trojan horse, Trojan horse episode yeah. where somebody's hiding within something. Yeah. Um, they're just, I, I can't even, I can't say enough about it. I think it really is something that opens your mind, makes you think, look at how much conversation we're having now. Well, exactly. Well, it, my curiosity with all zombie related, uh, plots is what's the end game. And so here's my question. So if, if, if zombies are just a danger, if it's just a thing that you have to deal with. Because eventually it, they'll die out, right? Well, There's, I mean, the, supposedly, in, in my head, the two different things, the, the only way zombie things can, can end is everyone becomes a zombie or you find a cure for zombieism. Right. I mean, if zombieism never gets, ne- never gets cured, then zombieism continues to be a danger forever. And then possibly if the zombies win, then everybody becomes a zombie and then they die out. Right. Because there's nothing to eat. Or, um, or they cure zombieism and that's the end of the show. But maybe the end of this show is something else. Maybe it's if the zombies are just sort of out in nature, like maybe it's, it's the way humans conquered nature before. Right. You know, then they, yeah, we are creating like, um, you mean like wild animals? Yeah, like wild yeah, animals. Yeah. So maybe the governments that are created in, in these different groups, if they become bigger and bigger and bigger, you're like, okay, now we have a walled city. There are zombies out there. They need to be dealt with. Uh, like, and then we also have cattle, right? That we raise for ourselves. And then we have zombies that we fight because there's, but some people use danger. the zombies. Oh, do they? They use them as like protection. Like they have their huge wall and then they chain up zombies around their huge wall. So now nobody can get in. Oh, weird. Yeah. Cause the zombies. They, wait, you can do they still never die one? when you shoot them in the head, but they don't die of starvation. They, no, they'll continue. And that has been such a challenge for the makeup artists on the show, getting uh skeletal yeah. um, zombies, zombies on fire. They can stay on fire. Um, <laughs> they see fire. So they are, you know, alerted to that. They respond to loud noises, which is what I was saying about the baby. Yeah. You know, um, but so they can be skeleton zombies. Yeah. Except for that. They have a, the underwater, tiniest amount of underwater zombies. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. So then, oh, so people use them as sort of watchdogs. Yes. Um, yes. Or in the first episode, but was, how do the people get past them? It was interesting in the first episode. And you think, why don't they do this all the time? Then in the first episode, <laughs> they, um, they get a zombie, right? They get, they get a guy, they kill him. He's laying there. They take out his wallet and they go, this guy's name was Bill. Bob Smith, Bill yeah. Smith. He had a girlfriend. Here's a picture. He had $23 in his wallet. 
because he wasn't going to spend 17 on a, yeah, on a Heineken or whatever. No, um, he had money in his wallet. He, you know, he had a library card, whatever it was. Yeah. And we will remember him. And then they gut him Mm -hmm. and then they take everything and they put it on them, all his guts and blood and everything. What? And then they walk through because they realize the zombies smell, uh, if you're alive. Oh, so if you're dead and decaying, they're not going to bother you. They just think that they're... Oh, so you have to wear the dead on you to exactly. get through zombies. Exactly. So we've had things in the, like meat ponchos. Yuck. Yeah. Oh my God. That's but hilarious. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's one of the things they do too. So yeah. it's so unfair for me to try to be squeezing seven episodes into what's going on. Then you have the comic book readers who have been pretty happy with the show. Okay. But they know what's going on too. You right. know, in the comic books. And I love that the writers of the show need to keep it fresh for them too. You know, including. Right. Are team- they still following? Uh, it's John Lehman or something. John, like he says, he writes Invincible too, I think. Uh, so, cause I read the first two trades and I read probably, uh, I read probably 75 issues of Invincible and I've, I've read a bunch of different stuff by this guy. Um, is he still writing Walking Deads? Are there still new comics coming out to your knowledge? I don't follow the comics. Okay. So I don't follow the comics. But the people who've read the comics love the show or or many of them do. They're many fine. of them do. Yeah. Many of them do. Cuz sometimes there's critical, you know, yeah. you're just like, "Ah, oh, it doesn't work." And uh, I'm going to go back to the comics. But that's fine. I yeah. mean, it's it's not I always think it's a different medium. Right. So you're not necessarily you don't have to stay true to it. I right. think American Gods uh just came out the Neil Gaiman uh prose book and the sitcom, the sitcom, the series that I think is on Amazon, uh, might be on stars actually, but, um, the series has already deviated and it's only like the second episode, uh, or the first or second f- from the book. Mm-hmm. And you're like, that's fine. And, but Game of Thrones, they're ahead of the books now. Oh, so okay. it's like that. So, but I don't, I mean, you know, you can write in a world if, if, if it's, it's fan fiction, if you're not getting paid, but if you're, if you're getting paid, then it's just fiction. Right. And, uh, right, <laughs> so right, right. it's all good. Uh, Debbie Gutierrez, this has been fascinating. Uh, I, uh, I wish we could just keep going and talk more about the You should come dead. to one of my parties. Uh, no. Cause we, uh, no, 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 I can't, uh, I can't watch The Walking Dead. I'm good. But uh, I love hearing about it a lot. And, uh, so don't be, it's, uh, the only thing I watch is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It is, oh, okay. uh, the absolutely, I've also watched Great British Bake Off, but I don't oh, think yeah. that's on right now. I love when I tweet you about what's going on politically and you say, turn off the TV. Oh my God. <laughs> Step away. Step away from Andy the TV. Andy told me that this morning. He said, you gotta get away from the news right now. It's, it's driving you. And I said, hmm, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing too much of it. And he goes, yeah, but right now it's a lot. <laughs> don't you, yeah. So I stepped away. Don't you think though, as somebody who travels for a living, we kind of need to have our finger on the pulse of what's going on? Um, I don't know. Much like the walking dead, I'm just going to address the thing in front of me. Okay. It's, uh, and then I'm going to try to live to the next episode. Right, right, right. <laughs> and, uh, and if what's his face, if, you know, if he ends up stealing millions of dollars, uh, and we all live through this and there's any representation, representative republic left at the end of this, that's fine. It'll be worth every dime. So just to get him out of office, but so but then I read something that Van Jones posted yesterday saying that let him run his four years because at the end of four years, nobody's going to want to hear anything any Republican wants to say because they'll be fed up. Well, if, 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 if we last, yeah. yeah, 
He's already done a great deal of damage. Has they he? all have. And the, I don't know if this was actually correct. Somebody posted the succession. You know, like if he uh, resigns, it'll be Pence. If Pence resigns, it'll be what? Uh, Paul Ryan? Yeah, Speaker of the House. Um, and then it, it went down. And every name was a name of like a Nazi or a Klansman or just someone who's just a giant dirtbag. Yeah. And I was like, oh, so we don't win... No, the United States does not win and get a human no. back unless 13 people resign right. or are killed. And the nepotism, and I don't want to kill 13 people. Right. <laughs> so. And the nepotism is unbelievable. I mean, if Ivanka and uh, Donald Jr. and it's Eric, usually just been cronyism. Yeah. And now it's nepotism. It's just, <laughs> and if they were named Husay and Kusay, right? We would be like, what? Exactly. Remember how we Even were if like, it was Jose, right? And uh, but you know how all these other dictators had all their kids in right, power. Right. We're He's like, in Saudi what? Arabia. Right now, oh, kissing their feet. Oh, Did you see him Israel? Did you? I know because uh, he loves walls. <laughs> um, oh my god! I've seen the the speculative fiction of the thing that he put in the wall. Some of them are very funny. Anyway, Debbie Gutierrez, Debbie with an I, D E B I, and it's DebbieOnTheWeb dot com mm-hmm. and Debbie on the Web uh, Twitter. It's in the notes. Uh, say I it learned, in a square. Say it in the say it in a square, which say is say it in a square, which is a love notebook that my husband writes me love notes every single day. I posted today what he wrote about coming on your show. I thought say um, it in a square. No, say was, it in a square. Yeah, they're love notes it's that he posts every day, different including Jackie when we had a fight and almost killed each other. Like pack your bags, you're going back to your mama. Yeah. So I went back downstairs. And he still wrote you a note. There was a note that said, "I love you." That's adorable. Yeah. So and we're doing dirty say it in a square coming out in the fall. <laughs> Because people are like, these are sweet. Well, Brad goes, this isn't you. You're right. dirty. You love right. a good dick joke. Who doesn't love a, who doesn't love a good dick Lo- joke? Brad that's Garrett. That's a good one. Uh, speaking of which, uh, MGM, uh, September in Vegas. September is 11th. Is that the Brad, is that, is that's that amazing. the MG, is that Brad Garrett's yeah. club? Okay. Yeah. September Brad 11th Garrett for a week. Has a comedy club in Las Vegas. You are headlining it in September. It is in the MGM Grand. Go see Debbie Gutierrez, you guys. You will not regret it. And, uh, uh, she would like you also to watch The Walking Dead. Okay, bye. Oh, you know the rules out there. Take care of each other. My hat, my hat, my hat. They're dancing around my hat. (laughs) My hat, my hat, my hat. Well, what do you think of that? If it looks like a Mexican hat dance and it sounds like a Mexican hat dance, it's most likely a Mexican hat dance. So take off your hat and let's dance. Yay! Oh, my God. Why don't we just call that as the end of the show?